Hey everybody, April Bab here with just a quick question for us today. What in the world are we fearing? I want you to stay tuned as we discuss coronavirus and what the church needs to do amidst a world of fear. Hang tight, guys. Again, April Bab here with People Ablaze Podcast. Um, hopefully you are enjoying what you are hearing on these weekly podcasts. Please help us share this on any of your social media platforms. Share it with your friends, your family, your church. We want to encourage people to always stay fiery for Jesus. Be sure to give us a five-star review if you enjoy what you hear. Now, getting into this week's discussion... And I am going to, as best I can, stay as calm as I can because my heart is on fire with this message for the church. Now, listen, here is a disclaimer right out of the gate. If you are not a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, if you are not a Christian, this message is not for you. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you the message for you in a nutshell. If you are not a born-again believer, you have much reason to fear. You have much reason to be in panic and to be in complete chaos because you are in this world without protection, without someone alongside of you that can handle these things. And so, listen, the threat is very, very real. Not just coronavirus, but so many other things that are now and will be soon revealed in this world. So my message to those of you is meet Jesus today. Meet him today and come to the place where you say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to choose to give my life to you. To me, that's the best way to pray a salvation prayer. It's not to raise your hand and repeat after me. It's to get before God alone and say, I give my life to you today. I cannot do this on my own. I need you to be my savior, to save me of my sins, but I also need you to be my Lord and to rule over my life. Now, the rest of the message today is for born-again believers in Jesus Christ. And the message to you and to myself today is simple. Fear not. Fear not. We are looking like we have no one to put our hope in. And not all of us. Some of us are standing and and are saying, listen, we declare peace and we are not going to walk in panic. But so many others, I can just feel and sense in the spiritual realm, just a shaking in the church. And we we are saying things like, well, I believe God, but you know, you have to use common sense. And um, firstly, as a nurse, I always condone washing our hands. I've always washed my hands. But I've never put my faith in my hand washing. My faith is in Jesus alone. This is why I always speak a blessing over my food. This is why when I begin my day, I speak over myself and my family specifically that anything that touches us or goes into our body may not harm us. 
whether it's a cosmetic or something that we breathe in the air or food that we put in our mouth or drink, we do not know what is invisibly there. So I just kind of start my day and thank God that whatever touches us or goes into our being cannot harm us. And I'm so grateful for his protection. But I get off course. Let me get back on course. Coronavirus. I'll be honest with you. I'm not afraid at all of coronavirus. I'm I'm only going to be afraid of God. I'm going to only have fear of the Lord because he is the mighty creator of all we see and don't see. But what it does have me a bit concerned and not a fear, but just scratching my head is the absolute disregard for the word of the Lord. We are acting like crazy people. And I am saying, do we believe what we've been preaching all these years? You know, we we say that we believe his word and that we believe that he heals and he delivers and he sets free and saves and protects. But then something happens and our true colors are shining through. Our true colors are shining through. And I feel like that in a time of calamity or famine or financial crisis, that our true colors do shine through. And so I'm challenging us. Do we really believe what we say we believe? Because our actions are going to show what we really believe. When something doesn't happen like we think it was going to happen, do we still believe? When uh, everything around us is screaming, panic, run, fear, do we still believe? You know, in these last days, because I do believe Jesus is returning very soon, in these last days, y'all, really, really bad things are going to happen. I'm not here today to say that they won't. I'm not here today to reassure you that your lifestyle will not have to change. No, the Bible actually prophesies that many things will change in the last days. But what I am saying to you and declaring is this, that if Christ Jesus is the rock under your feet, you shall not be moved. Hallelujah. I had a dream one time, and in this dream there was an island, and the island had... um people covering every single inch of this island. It was, you know, an island in the ocean. And it was full of people. And every single inch, like I said, is covered with people just standing. And all of a sudden, somehow, an earthquake occurs on this island itself. And the earthquake shakes. And the island begins to sink, 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 sink. And in the very middle of it, there's a rock. And those standing on the rock were safe and sound, but all the others that were just standing on the sinking sand had drowned. The Lord spoke to me and said, I am the rock beneath your feet. The word of God is the rock beneath your feet. And the earthquakes, so to speak, quote unquote, are coming. And they're going to begin to shake everything that brings us stability. The things that we stand on, the stock market, our health, um, anything that is not just Christ Jesus, if we find security security in that, will we be shaken? Yes, we will be shaken if he is not the only rock beneath our feet. So I ask us again today, what in the world are we afraid of? And I'm not asking that in a rhetorical way. I'm literally asking you to ask yourself, what in this world are you afraid of? What in this world are you afraid of? What's your worst fear? Because God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, 
but of power, love, and sound mind. People that walk in fear in the earth, we all of a sudden see that they do not have power. No, they have weakness and panic. They do not even have love. I'll promise you this. Whoever went in Walmart and got every single stitch of toilet paper, that was not very loving because we have six people. I'm sorry. Y'all, I'm a real person. We have six people in our home. We need toilet paper. That was not very loving. And then lastly, a sound mind. God gives us a sound mind. People in fear do not walk with a sound mind. If you look at the statistical data of coronavirus, and I'm sure the numbers are going to get worse before they get better, but if you look at the numbers... Right now, currently, there's about 37 that have passed in the U.S. And I'll tell you this, that is tragic. There are 37 people and their families that have been utterly devastated by this. But I want to give you perspective, y'all. 37 people have passed. How many people pass of flu? How many people pass of pneumonia, heart attack, or how about this one, abortion every single day in America? It's the fear that is gripping people. And we have to remember, God himself did not call fear an emotion. He called it a spirit. And a spirit of fear is a very real thing. But all it does is utter lies. Dread is a liar. Fear is a liar. And so our choice today, those of us that call ourselves believers, is do we really believe. (laughs) It's quite simple. Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Now this is in Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. And these are Jesus' last words. I think that there are no more important words spoken by someone than their last words, especially when they have soundness of mind that they're about to ascend to heaven and be seated. And so these last words are very, very strategic and important. And he said, and these signs will follow them that believe. He didn't say these signs will follow them that say that I'm Lord. These signs will follow them that, you know, um, come to church. No, he said these signs will follow them that believe. One of the signs that he utters is if they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. Now let's break this apart. It's a promise of protection because you and I, whatever we drink or eat, we do not know what is in that. He promises protection to those who believe. Surely if he can promise me protection that if I drink something deadly, he didn't just say spoiled food. He said deadly, like toxic. You will be protected. Surely he can protect me from a sickness in the air. We have got to start living with this understanding each and every day. Christians, rise up. It is time for us to stop walking in sickness because sometimes we get what we expect. Expectation is an open door for either the Lord through expecting his word or it is an open door to the enemy when we expect his word. We do not expect sickness. We do not expect um, collapse, financial ruin. We do not expect marriages to break up. We do not expect our children to be rebellious. Come on, can I get an amen? We have got to stop expecting what the enemy tells us is natural. Well, it's just natural for children to be rebellious in their teen years. 
I think I'm speaking to somebody today to let you know that is that may be natural, but we don't walk in the natural. We walk in the supernatural. And so for for us with our family, we expect our children to serve the Lord. We expect our children to remain obedient and submissive. Hallelujah. And so we don't expect that. Another thing, and, and I'm getting on this because I feel like the Lord is leading me to. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. But the Bible says that the spirit of rebellion is bound in the heart of a child and the rod of correction will drive it far from him. See, a lot of times, this is just one example, the Lord gives the solution in his word to these, well, it's just natural for a child to be rebellious. Well, yeah, but God gave the, the, God gave the formula for success right there. When they're three and four years old and begin to be rebellious, um, pop that butt. My kids will tell you, I say, in the name of Jesus, spirit of rebellion, you got you to gotta be driven far from my child. We have to start walking in the spirit. Jesus said the true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth, not in emotions or in thoughts, but in spirit. And so we've got to believe the word. Are you a believer? But are you really? Are you really? Um... John G. Lake was one of the preachers of old, and I don't, I, I don't know the specifics exactly, but I do know the overall. So if you fact check me on this, it's okay to correct this. But I do know that there was some plague or some sickness that was going on where he was ministering, and people really told him, don't go there, don't do this. And he's saying, I believe what I'm preaching. <laughs> what in the world are you guys saying? So he had scientists look at his, um, look at his hand, the palm of his hand under a microscope, and put the virus in the middle of his hand, and underneath the microscope, the virus died when it touched his skin. Do we really believe? And I know we're in America, right? So we're not in third world country. We have all the medicines we need. We have all the mental health we need. We can just go to a doctor and get all of our needs met. But what about when you can't? What about when you can't? Here's the problem. We lean way too much on our own understanding and not on him. I'm a nurse. I'm not against medicine. Obviously, my entire career is based on taking care of people medically. But y'all, why do we put our faith in what we can see like a pill when God, who we cannot see, is eternal and he is more real than that pill? We have to learn to be true believers. Coronavirus is making this evident and this is going to be... Um, this is going to be an occurrence that we will see more of these things. And I'm not a doomsday prophet, but I'm also not one that's going to say everything is rosy and hunky-dory and nothing will ever be a problem. No, the Lord prophesies that in the last days there's going to be two things to occur. There's going to be a great darkness that covers the earth and covers the people and plagues and disease and wars and destruction and famine. But he also says that in the last days you're going to see a move and revival of my spirit to where people... People will be healed and delivered and set free. And guess what, guys? We in our little circle, we're seeing this. 
We have prayed for seven people in the last month, and we have seen multiple people filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We have seen people healed and went to their doctor and got blood work drawn, and it showed the manifestation. We have seen deliverance of people that have heard voices in their head, demonic voices for years, be set free in an instant. This has been the most beautiful thing. We have seen um, healing of gluten and milk allergies. The kind of stuff that we say we believe in is also, are also the same things that when we hear that they're happening, they freak us out. Oh, I tell you what, I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed by the American church. I love the American church. I feel like God's called me to her. Yes, we're all called to reach the lost, but I really feel a call in my heart to speak to the American church to, as always, stay fiery for Christ. Believe his word. Be bold. You know, the Bible says that the wicked, and this is in Proverbs, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing. And that's what's happening with corona. The chances of you getting coronavirus and dying from it are minuscule minuscule but you are running from it like it's a done deal don't be in the category of those the wicked flee when no one is pursuing we do not want to be in that category but I love the second piece to this verse (laughs) but the righteous are as bold as a lion can you see a lion afraid of corona can you see a lion afraid of financial ruin and collapse No, a lion is at the top of the food chain. We have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And it is from that place that we can look at everything going on in our world and say, hmm, what in the world do I have to fear? (laughs) You see how you can turn it around? What in the world do I have to fear? Matter of fact, if my life tomorrow on this earth ended, I immediately am completely reunited with Jesus. So honestly, what in the world do I have to fear? The Bible says, fear the Lord alone. And I believe that when we fear God, we have nothing else to fear. I love you guys. Listen, I know this is a stern word, but I believe it's from the Holy Spirit, and I receive it for myself, because guess what? We are all on this earth together, and fear can come at all of us in different ways, and so we are not immune to the voice of fear. Each of us have an area in our life where that fear tries to speak, but we have to hear the word of the Lord today and say, what in the world do I have to fear? Um, talk to y'all next week. I love you all. As always, stay fiery. Bye, guys. So, so-